All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. I know you heard the conversations we just had on the village of Lytton. Yeah. Nearly two years since the village burned down, and still no businesses have been rebuilt, no homes have been rebuilt. Great article by the fellow you interviewed, the reporter. Tyler Olson. Tyler Olson from yeah. the Fraser Valley Current. Great reportage. Uh, best I've, account I've seen of the frustration that the res- Lytton residents must feel uh, for a number of reasons why it hasn't... Um, Nothing's really happened. And Tyler's piece points out that the whole model is sort of broken for Lytton because it's based on local municipal governments sort of taking control of a disaster. But that only works if there's actually a local government in place or a town in place. There's nothing in the system that accounts for a town getting completely wiped out. You know, we've, and as Olson's piece points out, there's been other uh, cities, Kelowna, for example, the Kelowna Mountain Fire. You know, parts of towns have been wiped out, the barrier fire. Yep. But the, the town ex- itself still exists, and the government still exists, the infrastructure still exists, both bureaucratic and physical, to allow them to actually rebuild something. But when the entire town's wiped out, yeah. there's nothing left. And that's a that's a flaw in the system. He also points out that if you take a look south of the border of the United States, if maybe a similar tragedy happened there, there's a federal agency mm-hmm. that's dedicated, FEMA, right, yeah. which would be an emergency response, and we don't have something similar. Yeah, you know, in the early days of this fire, I mean, Justin Trudeau was there, you know, John Horgan, then the premier was there. They talked about, we're going to rebuild, we got your back. I'm not sure EB, the new premier, has ever been to Lytton. No, I don't think so. I don't, think so. Trude- I don't believe Trudeau. I don't Trudeau has never been back there. There has been a federal cabinet minister in there the last few months, but man, you know, you got to feel for people in, just waiting. Yeah, and then there's this whole um, archaeological requirement, this assessment right. of the dirt that's left behind in the soot. Um, and essentially, it also points out that the First Nations there were able to take control very quickly of their land and were able to rebuild. They were able to get some temporary yeah, modular temporary, housing yeah, going. Very, yeah, very, fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, other residents have just taken... Uh, at least one resident's taken them upon themselves. Just well, to heck with! It. I'm going to rebuild. I don't. I'm not going to wait for the process. But it's a it's a great story. I I really invite people to read it. It's on the Fraser Valley Current website. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Also, uh, my first guest this morning was Rob Fleming, the transportation minister, and I really wanted to talk to him about this electric bike rebate program. We talked about this on the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. And when you go on that website now to get your rebate, if you buy an electric bike, up to fourteen hundred bucks in a rebate. There's a big button there in the homepage. It says, click here to go on the wait list. And he told me that this thing has just been so oversubscribed. oversubscribed. And I, I asked him straight up, are people, if you didn't get in there early, are you still going to get your rebate? Let's have a listen to what he had to say to me and I'll get your thoughts. So here's Rob Fleming earlier today on the show. If you're interested in purchasing, purchasing an e-bike and you're interested in the rebate program, by all means, uh, join that program. We're going we're gonna to figure out uh, how we're going to... Uh, make more people eligible because it's, as I said, wildly oversubscribed at this point in time. And but it sounds, it sounds like some people could be out of luck if they didn't get in here early. Um, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's possible. Well, I think so. what the estimate is they figured 6,000 people would join up and it's like t- four times that. Yeah, he said so, maybe like 25, around 25,000 people have applied. Not a bad problem to have. I mean, it's kind of encouraging. It's sort of a glass half full, half empty thing. It's It's kind of heartening that 24,000 people want to buy an e-bike and maybe get out of their car.
Yeah. You know, um, not a bad problem to have, but perhaps they're going to put more money. Of course, he didn't make that commitment to you. No. But I have to wonder um, going forward whether there's going to be more money put into this to provide. Well, they'd have to, if we just do some quick math on it, they'd have to pour another like 20 million into this thing. Something like that. What, six million now? Yeah. Four four to six million now. Yeah, six million now. Quadruple that to meet the demand. Um, Yeah, well, it could be. And that's the demand for now. I mean, you know, there's, there's no. Probably lots more people. I mean, this is a province of 5 million people. And he was saying, well, we did a lot of research on this program. Well, you know, you're offering these type of rebates for electric bikes that are super popular. 5 million people out there. Why would you think only 6,000 people would want the rebate? Yeah, it uh, seems like an awfully low number. Yeah. I mean, it does seem, it's interesting. Um, I think there's going to be way more demand for electric bikes than electric vehicles because electric bikes are much more affordable for people. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people can afford to spend two, three thousand dollars on electric bike, but they can't afford to spend thirty, forty thousand dollars on an electric vehicle. Okay. So I think going forward, they might want to rethink uh, some of these, these. And this is keep in mind, this is we're at the beginning of a new game in terms of rebates for electric stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to have to rethink this. Yeah, I think so. Too. The popularity. For, you know, he encouraged people keep going on the on the wait list. You heard him say there. Sure, mm-hmm. keep signing up on the wait list. <laughs> There's no guarantee you'll get the rebate though. Well, but you can no go guarantee. On the wait but list. down, I wouldn't be surprised if they revisit this entire model. I mean, if yeah. there's a huge popular dem- demand for something like that, why not match it? Let's talk about the situation with the uh, the saga, uh, the unending saga of the Surrey police mm-hmm. transition. So we're still. There's been some developments here in the last sort of couple of days on yeah, this. Yeah, our colleague Jazz Johal got leaked a document yesterday from the Surrey Police uh, Union President uh, to Surrey Police uh, Chief Norm Lipinski, basically saying, "Look, if the transition to, to Surrey Police Services stops, and we and the council goes back to the RCMP, our members will consider themselves to be um, relieved of duties immediately, and therefore uh, in ex- expectation of severance payments." Yeah. According to the province, that is $72 million. And that would also deprive Surrey pretty quickly of a fair number of officers. I'm fair what the latest total of, of officers with Surrey Police Services is. But their view is, well, uh, if you go back to RCMP, we cease to exist and we expect severance. So I think this is a, a pressure move on Surrey Council. Brenda Locke has said that the mayor, that there's going to be a vote before the end of the month. So you've got the $72 million cost and the and suddenly the disappearance of a, of a whole bunch of officers. Also yesterday, the Surrey Police Union issued a news release saying they've laid a formal request with the Ethics Commissioner of Surrey to disqualify Councillor Rob Stutt from voting on the matters of Surrey Policing because his son and daughter both work for the Surrey RCMP. And the news release also accuses Stutt of refusing to uh, cooperate with the Ethics Commissioner's uh, delving into this issue. So... It's interesting. This and that's a crucial point, isn't it? I mean, obviously, he supports keeping the RCMPs on Brenda Locke's side on this on, five, on council. Five-four split. Well, it's a five-four split on this council, so his vote is crucial. So, if yep. he was found to be in a kind of conflict of interest here, and he's not allowed to vote, what happens then? Well, but, it depends what the motion would be, I guess, because yeah. it's four, it would then be four-four. There are only eight people in the room on this on this particular issue, so I'm not sure what happens if it's a yeah. four-four vote. Four, Who knows four, what happens? Four, then? Who knows? But obviously, I think they're trying to flip one of the other councillors into voting yeah. for Surrey Police. Right. With, now they're pushing out the reminder. Severance payments kick in immediately. You're going to lose all these these officers. The RCMP sent a note to Jazz saying, well, we can we can deal with this. You know, we've got the resources that we can deploy. But as Mike Farnworth has pointed out in the past, 
the government's not going to support the RCMP moving a whole bunch of officers from other detachments into Surrey just to meet the Surrey resource requirements. So, okay, when we talk about the money on this, a lot of money on the line here. You mentioned that the severance payment, let's say they go back to the Mounties, they've got to lay off all these Surrey Police Service officers, mm-hmm. pay them severance. $72 million. That's, the That's what the province estimated. Yeah. Now the province has also put a pile of another pile of money on the table, saying, "Look, if you if you go if you continue with this transition to a local police force, it's going to be more expensive than the Mounties. We admit that, but we're going to we're going to put millions of dollars on the table. Hundred fifty million over five years. Hundred and fifty mil. So there's a lot of money on the line here. How how is that playing with these councillors? Like, there's got to be at least a couple of these councillors must be looking at this saying, like, you'd think, like I think it's time to fold our hand here. Let's take this money. You think? Although everyone's gone quiet since the province yeah. made that. The only person really talking about this is Brenda Locke on the pro side. That's the only in terms of pro RCMP. That's right. the only yeah. councillor we seem to have heard from. Um, the other side has been uh, more vocal, but um, Brenda Locke says there'll be a vote before the end of the month. Just and the vote will the and date. the vote will be on whether to take the province's offer. Not sure. We, we don't are, even know what the vote's going to be on. Not even sure what the wording of, of yeah. the motion would be. Okay. Um, it's fascinating to watch this play out. I talked to Mike Farnworth yesterday. He doesn't want to get into this yet. He, uh, he sent a letter a couple of weeks ago, very strongly worded letter to council, saying, "Make up your mind here. You know, yeah. come on." But his latest developments, he says, "No, it's basically time for them to make a move." Okay, and Rob, and Rob Stutt, by the way, the Surrey City Councillor, whose kids work for the RCMP. We've invited him on the show, yeah. and, and I continue to put that offer out to him to, to come on the show here and talk about this. Yeah, so, uh, so Councillor, phone me, please. Yeah, Send us an there, email. Please come on the show. We would like to talk to you about this. Let's talk, uh, let's end up with um, Donald Trump. So Donald Trump yesterday. Um, what a scene. Yeah, in Florida, in front of a judge, pleads not guilty to all these federal federal charges. He then immediately started fundraising, went to a rally. Here's what Trump had to say in his speech last night. I will appoint a real special prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the United States of America, Joe Biden, and the entire Biden crime family. <laughs> Name a special prosecutor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're well, gonna, on the one hand, it's laughable. On the other hand, it's kind of frightening that you've got someone who could conceivably become a president basically saying he's going to jail the sitting president. <laughs> uh, more than one person in, on national commentators pointed out if Trump wins the next election, that may be the last election. You know, he's uh, he's not interested in democracy. But I do what, know he set himself up as a dictator. Well, that's what a lot of people are fearing. That well, this is a, I don't know about a, that. Oh, well, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot. The, of you know what I think he's going to do? He, he and his legal team, they'll try to drag this thing out as long as possible. Delay, think, delay, delay, delay. Yeah, and they've got a judge that might be kind of yeah. um, comfortable with that. Yeah. She's already ruled in his favor in previous matters, yeah. even though a number of people, the best line so far is he's now been more, arrested more times than he's been elected. Yeah. Um, but I do note the. Um, but if he could drag this out until beyond the election next year, and then pre- and then maybe he becomes president again, then he could just call the whole case off. Could he not? He could just dismiss the case against himself. Pardon at himself. that point. Pardon himself. Pardon well, himself. or just or just call the whole case off. I think he could do that. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves on that. But I do notice uh, we talked yesterday about Chris Christie yeah. uh, now taking him on one of the challengers for the nomination. Now I see the um, the Republican. House whip, uh, or a Senate whip from, uh, one, I think, South Dakota, North Dakota, is also publicly saying he's worried the Republicans cannot get elected 
to power with Trump. So could some support for Trump start to crumble here? I think, I think okay. you're already seeing that. Although Seattle Times today, a note has a poll pointing out, even the Washington state's very much a blue state. I mean, it's, sure. a, it's a Democratic state. But they point out that Trump's numbers in Washington state have remained very steady. Sure. So his vote is not collapsing on the Republican side of the ledger. He's still leading in the polls to win the nomination again. Okay, take but a not break. not the presidency necessarily. Let's go right to your phone calls. Kyle and Langley. Hi, Kyle. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, I'm just wondering, regarding what the minister said about the worried about RCMP taking resources from uh, other parts of the province, yeah. isn't the survey of the other municipalities. You broke up there. Say that that again, you broke up. Oh, sorry. Um, Isn't uh, the Surrey Police Service doing the same thing with, like, New West Police Service, um, Delta, all the other municipalities? Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's what the other side is saying, that these officers have to come from somewhere yeah. on both sides. So, right. you know, is Surrey Police taking from other local municipalities? Are they taking existing RCMP? Um, neither side has really explained itself publicly how everything's supposed to work. There's a lot of contradictory information. There's one reason why Farmers Ministry went back and said, give us some info here. And that's why that redacted report is in the hands of Surrey Council, which contains all this information. But like I say, when it comes to staffing levels, that's the stuff that's redacted. We don't have, we're not privy to a lot of that information. Lawrence on the island here. Hi, Lawrence. So what about uh, Joe Biden when he was serving under Obama when they cleared out his office and they found all those legal boxes full of legal documents? I never hear anything about that anymore. Okay, what about what about Biden's documents? Yeah, so what what, what the difference where Trump's charged with this is what tr- Trump did with the documents. So he showed them. He's accused of showing them to people without security clearances, um, stacking them in, the, in a bathroom that people had access to. Biden, th- that's where the criminal char- criminal uh, allegations are, not the possession necessarily. It was what he did with these documents. I'm all yeah. Over the place. Well, the other thing, too, is, you know, if you go back, I know you're a student of Watergate and the old line from Watergate, it's not it's not the break in that killed Nixon. It was the cover up. And in this case, like, okay, Trump's got these documents. Why? Why did he want these documents? Well, he refused requests to return them. He he, he wasn't cooperating with with authorities. Some Uh, evidence that he may have suggested to his lawyer to get rid of them or lie about it. So that's part of the obstruction of justice. Possession in this case is not nine-tenths of all. Paul in Surrey. Hi, Paul. Morning. Um, It's regarding about the e-bike. Is it just one-year rebate or is it like a continuous thing? No, I think it's a one-time I think, rebate. I think it's a one-time rebate, yeah. yeah. Um, and again, it's means-tested. It's based on your income. You hit a certain income, you don't qualify. I think it's 80000 Yeah. Did you want like to that. say something else on that, Paul? Well, I was wondering if it's like way too much people right now. Why not just make it like every year, like a 10,000-person limit kind of thing? Well, they might do that. They might have to put a cap on it or something. Because well, I mean, you, you buy your bike, you're going to use it for more than a year. I mean, <laughs> not a, you don't buy a bike every year. But I, I mean, still think, you know, I think some policy analysts have to sit back and say, okay, we've got these, they've got these big rebate programs for electric vehicles, which are much more expensive than this because the electric vehicle is much more expensive. But if there's a greater uptake for e-bikes uh, than electric vehicles, why not revisit the entire rebate scheme? Yeah, and I got—I just have a feeling that, it, you know, for people who are hoping to get this rebate, I mean, 
go ahead and put your name on the waiting list, I guess. It probably doesn't, doesn't, doesn't hurt. hurt. It doesn't hurt. But I, I wouldn't count on that money. With, no. the, with the number of people, like those numbers that Fleming gave me this morning, I have not heard those numbers before. And I was like basically quadruple the, mm-hmm. the, the number that they anticipated. And it didn't sound like they were too enthusiastic about pouring more money in. But again, it's refreshing to see that type of interest out well, there. Well, yeah. He says it was, he said it's actually a good problem to have. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay.